Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. So we had been discussing chapter 7, Gnana Vignana Yoga, Yoga of Knowledge and Wisdom. Knowledge about the Supreme Self, contemplating on which we can get the wisdom. So in this chapter, we have seen from verses 4 to 7, Bhagavan gave a thumbnail sketch of who the Lord is, what to meditate upon. So first thing he said is, my manifest prakriti is eightfold which is available to you for perception through your senses, which includes everything that we can think of, everything we can see, everything we can touch, everything we can feel, and everything we can think. So all body, mind, and intellect experiences, (coughs) the all three worlds of our body, mind, and intellect are part of his manifested prakriti. But then he said that, other than this is my higher prakriti. In other words, that which is not available to you for cognition through your senses. Therefore, it's called unmanifest. because not available to us. Thinking through my mind, thinking through my intellect, or perceiving through my senses, it's not available. And therefore, I say that's a higher prakriti. Lower is which I can interact with, higher I cannot perceive. But it that higher is the basis of all the manifest manifestation, without which the world which you and I know will not exist. If I'm not conscious about my world, does the world exist? The answer is no. It only exists because I'm aware of it. The known only exists when the knower is there. So because the knower is there, the world of known things and beings exist. So therefore Bhagavan said, my higher prakriti is the one which is stringing all these manifestations together. What you perceive, what I perceive, what he perceives, what she perceives, when you put all perception together, it is the world of our beings. But once said, that's my real nature. So we have seen from verse 4 through 7 the identity of the Lord, the Supreme, the over self, and how to contemplate on it. And then we have seen, Bhagavan said, that you can perceive that through anything which is the essence of anything. Your brilliance in brilliant. Swami used to say, I'm a cake in whiskey. What is whiskey if there is no cake in it, right? It may look like whiskey. It may taste like whiskey. But if there is no cake in it, it's not a whiskey. That which makes things and beings what it is, is who I am, Bhagavan said. Then he said that 
the people who have no discriminating intellect to pursue this will never pursue this. Never would like to think about it. But there are people who are pursuing to understand the very nature of the self and to get over their limitations. We have seen there are four types of devotees, Artaha, Jugnasu, Vartharthi, and Gnani. Out of it, the Gnani is very close to me. He has come close to understanding, realizing what the self is all about. Therefore, Bhagavan says to Arjuna, therefore, become a Gnani. Therefore, pursue the path of knowledge which makes you realize who you are. And then he also said that in our delusion, we sometimes think that the unmanifested come to manifest. The unmanifest never manifest. But we feel it has manifested. Bhagavan Vedvyas make this point very clear here. Because we have all this fighting about different religions. Because we say that our Bhagavan has manifested as Krishna. Yours manifested as, as Christ. But mine is greater than yours. Because the very first ignorance about unmanifest comes into manifest. The unmanifest will never come into manifest. Avyaktam vyaktim apannam. One who has not used his intellect. Every religion says God is omnipresent. God is omniscient. And God is omnipotent. Then how can be your God be different than mine? If my God is omnipresent, there is no room for other God in Knowing which we will be fighting about my God is greater than yours because abuddhayaha. Without using my intellect, I think that the God which is unmanifest come into manifestation as incarnation, as a prophet, as a sage. Param bhavam ajanantaha. They are not aware of my real nature. Mam avyayam anuttamam. My real nature is avyayam, immutable. That Bhagwan who created this world out of his own self because he has no other material available to him. Did he ever mutated into this world? The answer is no. But he never mutated into this world. But we think he has. Therefore he said, one who does not know my nature is immutable. He is the only one who is fighting about it. Anuttamam. There is nothing higher than that. Most excellent. He is the anuttamam. There is nothing beyond his existence. If you take him out, nothing remains. And if you put everything together, there is nothing but him alone. But see, that's not available to all of us to perceive. My own self is what I'm trying to understand. How can it be that difficult? It is difficult because Na aham prakasaha sarvasya yogamaya samabrataha. I am not available to all because my real nature is veiled by the yogamaya. This yogamaya, which creates this world of plurality out of these three gunas, confuses. So we can't see his real nature. Muda ayam na abhijanati loko mam ajam avyayam. Deluded by that yoga maya, 
I do not recognize its very nature, which is unborn and immutable. <coughs> That's where our whole problem starts with our sorrows and limitations. So this yoga maya is the power with which he created this universe. This perception of plurality is because of this yoga maya. It is something like when I'm dreaming. Out of my own mental power, I create my own world and delude you, delude myself. I create my own world, but I remain, I the waker remains immutable in that dream. I remain unchanged. I remain ajaha in my dream. I never take birth as Bill Gates, but I feel like in my dream that I'm Bill Gates. So he said, that is not available to all. He didn't say that nobody will ever know it. So it's not a statement which is to discourage us. It is a statement for us to contemplate on it. So he said, it is available to those who contemplate on my real nature and cross over this maya. Sees beyond this, therefore the word divyadrasti. I have one perspective about about this world right now. And then I can change my perspective when I get a greater knowledge. Before I came to Richmond, I had one perspective. I thought, oh, Richmond is a very conservative southern town. You know? So it's an old boy network type of a town. It almost seemed like so far away in south from Washington, D.C., where I used to live, you know. It's only 100 miles, but I thought it's oh, way down in the deep in South Richmond is. And my company kept telling me, you need to move to Richmond. I said, no, no way. You know, I'm here, I'm good. Till I come here and recognize that this is pretty cosmopolitan town. More knowledge I get, better my perspective becomes. It becomes more encompassing. So Bhagwan said, that one who does not have this perspective, he will not know my nature. Therefore, we will need a divyadrasti to see his real nature, his nature in totality. So he says, muda. Muda means the one who has not yet developed that perspective of how to see the totality of the Lord's nature. Therefore, we have learned from verse 4 through 7 how to see him in his totality. That there is nothing which is separate from each other. We are not islands by ourselves. We are connected to each other in a way that we will never be able to separate ourselves from each other. You can't have this class without any one of you. We, have, we will need all of you, including myself, to have this class. But if I miss that perspective, I'm a mudaha. I think... A father cannot be a father without a son or a daughter. A daughter cannot be daughter without father and mother. This interdependence we have right from our birth in this world is what we miss is our ego. Then we become, I am a self-made man. How did that happen? You couldn't even breathe on your own. So, Bhagavan said, Veda Aham sam atitani, vartamanani, cha arjuna. 
భవిష్యాణి చె భూతాని మాంతు వేదన కశ్చన ఐ నో ఆల్ ద బీయింగ్స్ ఆఫ్ పాస్ట్ ప్రెజెంట్ అండ్ ఫ్యూచర్ బట్ మాంతు వేదన కశ్చన బట్ నో వన్ నోస్ మీ ఇట్స్ అ రియల్ హైడెన్సీ గేమ్ వన్ హూ ఈస్ at the top what is the greater perspective he sees everything but we can see him he is hiding so swami ji elaborates on it that why he knows everyone it's like krishna saying i know all the beings in the past all the beings in future all the beings in the present but no one knows me it's like space in hendrago county makes a claim tomorrow that i know all the buildings in hendrago county of the past present and will know all in the future because no building is possible without inherent ingredient which is space in it from the space's perspective there no building is unknown from a building's perspective i am only know the condition space therefore i think i am limited i have birth i have death and i don't know what is the real nature of the space i think the nature of this space is the room so all of us as soon as we take this identification we forget the real nature of ourselves and take the identification of the conditioning but from the consciousness perspective consciousness is the same consciousness in me is in you is in him as was in my father my grandfather my ancestors probably 5000 years ago same consciousness therefore from a consciousness perspective the consciousness knew all the beings in the past all the beings in present and all the beings in future because it never changed it remained what it is the being the conditioning came and went and will come and go but the inherent ingredient the entity which makes it possible remains same so we know god is omnipresent we, we none of us we somehow not do doubt it thing that is omnipresent is by very nature becomes omniscient if i am all pervading in this chair i know everything about this space in chair so bhagwan is omnipresent and therefore he is omniscient but from a narrow perspective if i try to understand bhagwan it will never be possible therefore he says mam tu vedana kashchana nobody knows me because we try to personify him in a limited entity just as you and i therefore north indian drama looks like a north indian and south indian drama looks like south indian we personify him the artist from north when he paints it he paints it in his imagination we see bhagwan in our imagination so we put all our conditioning on him therefore bhagwan says no one knows me we have to cross over this limitations of our mind and intellect therefore it's called transcendental meditation icha dvesha samutthena dvandva mohena bharata 
what is it that creating this confusion? Ichcha and dvesha, the likes and dislikes. When does it start? Right at the birth. Sarva bhutani sammoham sarge yanti parantapa. All the beings are deluded from very birth. What that being likes or dislikes. Right from the birth, the little baby knows what is comfortable and what is not comfortable. As soon as there is something not comfortable, diaper is wet, it starts crying. You know. Because it has taken that conditioning, and per our scriptures, that baby has taken conditioning because of past vasanas. That body is taken. I take this particular state of existence with that what I, what I wanted to achieve. That's what I want to experience. You say, why do I go to concert and not go to the boxing, wrestling matches? That's what I want to experience. You know, That's why I go to the concert, not to wrestling matches. One who goes to wrestling matches, you tell him to go to opera? No. So he said, you have taken upon your conditioning, which you like. Now you are going to divide your world into the world which I like, in the world which I don't like. world of my physical existence, world of my emotions, world of my thinking. And therefore, he says, till I cross over the dvandva, the duality, the pairs of opposites, and try to see both as one. And we have a real, real difficulty because here comes the concept of good and evil. How can I combine these two and then see it as one? Tsunami, earthquakes, we think that something is evil. But when you see it from a third party perspective, everything happens as per the laws of nature. Tsunami comes as per the laws of physics. You happen to be in its way. Earthquake happens as per the laws of nature. You happen to be ignorant about where to build your house. So Bhagavan said, one who crosses over this duality, he is only be able to understand my real nature. This ignorance has started right from my birth. And therefore, I need to cross over this mind, body, and intellect. Will that, that will stop here. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukhina Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadrani Pashyantu Ma Kaschit Dukkha Bhag Bhavet Om Shantihi 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 Harihi Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Harihi Om